Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, um, we want to thank you for uh, this evening. We want to thank you for today. Uh, Lord, we ask that you be with us tonight. And Lord, it's been a while since we've gotten together, uh, the three of us, to to sit and talk. Uh, Lord, so we pray that you be with us tonight. We pray that the conversation is pleasing to your to your ears. Uh, Lord, we pray that we... Um, that you take this conversation into a place that, that opens up our eyes or opens up our, our thought process um, to to try to fully understand um, you a little bit more or as best as we can. Lord, we pray that whoever it is uh, that you um, are speaking to that's listening to this, Lord, we pray that they uh, fully receive it. Um, Lord, we pray for... Um, Lord, we just pray for the people out there that are hurting right now, uh, the people who have been uh, trapped in lockdowns, uh, the people who have been isolated. Um, Lord, we pray for those people who, um, who are completely lost because they don't know you. Lord, we uh, we want to thank you in advance for um, the laughter that we'll have tonight, the sharing that we'll have tonight, the friendships that we'll continue to build tonight. Um, Lord, they're, they're, those things are so precious to us, and they're such amazing gifts that you give us, and at times we overlook them. And Lord, so we want to make sure that we don't um, we don't do that tonight. Uh, again, Lord, we thank you for all that you do. Lord, we love you, and we want to pray this in the holy, powerful, and spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Welcome to Cast the Net Podcast. You're already doing it. It was falling while I was talking, so don't start. Don't start this. All right, <laughs> gravity. Adam, gravity. Yeah, automatically. I don't even get started with the intro, and he's already yelling at me because my mic is. You're falling. turning it there. There you go. I know, but I'm Do trying that, to move it. That's just how long we've been just, gone. Like just, just just yank it down and be done with it. I I did, but I kind of felt it. Use your muscles. I kind of felt it dropping as I was praying. I was like, "Where is my mic going?" <laughs> I was like, "What in the world?" Obvi- so we're we're talking about the microphones that I've told these two that they can't touch after we start. But knocking the dust off. Yep, we're that's uh, it. we're remembering slowly. Right. So welcome <laughs> to Castanet Podcast Number Three Zero Number Thirty, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and once again, I'm joined. Um, with Matt Highness. It's great to be back. And Adam Shines, back in sound. I'm still here. And you raised your hand as though people could see. Hey. At least you didn't I'm, wave. I'm uh, <laughs> dusting my, or, yeah, brushing my dust off, too. So. Right. So we want to, uh, uh, want to say hi to everybody out there. Sorry it's been a while since we've been gone. Yeah, apologize for that. We did receive a couple notes from all two listeners who said, where are you? <laughs> right. And uh, we appreciate that. That means a lot to us. <laughs> um, but we've had uh, kind of change of jobs. Uh, we've had uh, holidays. We've had some 
uh, quarantines mm-hmm. uh, from people getting sick, uh, sitting around this table because you guys don't take your vitamins. Being around <laughs> people who are sick. Being around people who are sick. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so anyways, we had to take kind of a break, and uh, we're sorry about that. So we're going to get back into the rhythm of this so we can start uh, releasing these every, uh, every so often, uh, kind of get back the same, same kind of rhythm we were in last year. Yeah. I think we average out to be about uh, one every other week. That's our average. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it'll be somewhere, so, somewhere around in there. Yeah, um, I would think so. So, so anyways, uh, anybody out there want to uh, get any kind of topics or anything that you, that you want us to talk about? Uh, feel free to get a hold of us on, um, you know, Facebook or or email. Um, you can contact us on our website, outofthebookministries.com. Yep. Uh, we have a bunch of new stuff going on, um, stuff we're going to be expanding into, not really going to get into. But uh, as things develop, we'll continue to share. And, um, you know, hopefully we uh, uh, we can continue to um, impact this world for Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting where the Lord's taking us. Mm-hmm. So, I had a conversation about topics tonight, and uh, I sent out a text message earlier today. You know, I said uh, I'll think about it, but what I really wanted to say was, I I just do the sound stuff. <laughs> it's not my job to think of topics. Yeah, yeah, you you're can throw ideas. You're more than the sound they, guy. You bring more to the table <laughs> than just being the sound guy, which you do an excellent job at. But what happened was, I didn't put that because I know you just. Give me give me a hard time, so you know. Well. Right. No, I'd like happy to put input in there when I when God uh, strikes something on me too. Yeah. So you sent out a text, Matt. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a good um, starting point for tonight. So you want to share kind of where you, where you're at and yeah. where that came from. So. Um, Let's start out with a little scripture here. It's always good to let everybody know that uh, we try to do everything that we can based in the scripture. Um, We'll disappoint you 10 times before the night's over, but um, we really do try to follow uh, Jesus and and the words in the Bible. Mm. So if you are listening now and you got your Bible, whether it's out on your table, your desk, or on your phone, Matthew 7 verse 24, 25. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and they beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. So the text that I sent to Sean and Adam earlier when Sean said, hey, you got any ideas? Um, and, and this has been something that's been on my mind since last week. Um, it's firm foundations. Are our spiritual lives built on one? Jesus spoke about it, which is what we just read. Are we built like a lighthouse or like a tent on the windy beach? And so I did a little research and um, in a different podcast, maybe we'll talk about Uh, my love of lighthouses. I don't have pictures of lighthouses all around my house, but I love the spiritual aspect of a lighthouse, what they bring. There's a lot of layers to lighthouses, I believe, in the spiritual side. But for this podcast tonight, what I was really thinking about was 
the oldest lighthouse still in use in America is 305 years old. So obviously it was built earlier than 305 years ago. It's in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. And even though the times have changed with computers and GPS and everything else, it still operates. It still has a, a light keeper. So in the article in the Smithsonian that I was reading, the light keeper who was there um, in 2017 was the 70th, 70th light keeper. And so what I was seeing and what the Lord was showing me was, are we built on a solid foundation spiritually in Jesus? When we come to know Jesus and, and we start to grow in him, we become one with him. And so therefore, we should be very solid in our foundations. But sometimes that doesn't happen that way. Um, and so then the other thought was, the best illustration I could come up with was, uh, because this is firsthand experience, uh, we were in Hilton Head and we had one of these little tents, you know, that you could put up and keep the sun off of you. And you had like the little pegs and it went in the sand. It was pretty windy that day, and those things were just flying everywhere. Like people were trying. It wasn't just ours. Like you know, some had like the little pop ups uh, that you get at you know over Walmart, like we use here to out of the boat, and and those were flying. And so I was kind of seeing that vision in my mind as well. As I think a lot of times for me spiritually, that's me. Some days I'm not rooted deep in the Lord like a lighthouse, because when you think about it. When a lighthouse is built, it is built to withstand the waves forever, for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. So this lighthouse in Boston, Massachusetts, for 305 years, has withstood the daily barrage of repetitive waves. And so on the spiritual side, we know, we know that every day the enemy is going to hit us with wave after wave. But we also know, too, that the Lord will allow waves to hit us for our growth, you know, for our betterment to search Him and seek Him. And so uh, that's the topic. Um, how is our foundation? I'm not going to go political. Um, I can tell you for weeks, my first podcast back, man, I was ready to go politically. <laughs> and then the Lord was like, yeah, you're not going to go there. Because here's the thing. It's either you stand with the Lord or you don't. There's no Republicans or Democrats in heaven. Absolutely They're saved. Not. That's what's there. Just like we've talked about in previous podcasts, nobody wears the title of, hey, I'm a Baptist or, hey, I'm a Methodist in heaven. It's I'm saved by the King of Kings. Amen. But regardless of not going political, the times that we are in, whether you sit on the left or you sit on the right, these we're starting to move into some uncharted territories. Mm. And when you move into uncharted territories, that's where the lighthouse becomes very important. Mm. Because back in those days, there were areas in the ocean that didn't have charts on certain coasts. And so the lighthouse obviously was the warning signal of, hey, there's rough water here. There's rocks. Don't come here. Because if you do, if you come any farther, you're going to sink. So there you go. Um, I guess, uh, right yeah, up. I guess it's a great kind of jump off. Um, that uh, your comment of 
that lighthouse just stands there and takes the the onslaught of those waves day and night. Now, there's some some time of the season when the waves aren't as bad. Yep. There's other mm-hmm. times when it's they're really bad. There's times when hurricane hurricane force winds and waves come through there. Um, there's times when it's 85 degrees sunny and calm. I think that's a great analogy of just our Christian walk, our life mm. in general. Yeah. I mean, we live under this, this American Christian belief that you come to Christ and everything is just going to be great. Hunky-dory. I mean, basically now you're the lighthouse that has just been kind of moved into, you know, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's no no kind of storm, no waves, no nothing's going to happen. Um, or, I mean, you still have tornadoes. Let's say you're you're moved to Arizona. It's always hot and sunny. It hardly ever rains there. There's hardly ever wind. Like, but that's not reality. It's just not. You know, I thought I think about you know our brother Matt who just you know lost his um, lost his mom. And so how did he take that the way that he did? Because mm. of the foundation that, where it was rooted. How did his mom live out her last few weeks the way she did? Um, was because of that foundation that she was rooted in. Um, so those storms and those... So it immediately got me to think about, um, you start talking about that. Uh, there's a passage in in Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians uh, eleven. I'll pick up in twenty four. So this is Paul talking. Twenty five times I received um, at the hands of the Jews forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, dangers from my own people, danger from Gentiles, dangers in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, without, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Mm-hmm. So you start talking about that, and I'm thinking, like, Look at all those waves that came crashing into to Paul. But that foundation that he was rooted in got him through that. So I guess that's the question. Like, where's your where's your foundation? Is your fan is your foundation rooted in Christ or is it rooted in this world? Yeah, you know, um I shared with you last week, um, I'm an avid podcast listener. 
Um, and um, I'll, I'll be very transparent here on this podcast. Um, I was a huge Trump supporter. Um, very much appreciated the work that he'd done. And I, I really felt up until the end that, um, you know, that somehow there was going to be this way that Trump stayed. And one of the podcasts I listened to, um, the guy was saying that his close friend had been praying and seeking the Lord. And he asked the Lord, Lord, why, why, why did you allow Trump to, to, to be out? And he said, this is what the Lord told his friend. Do you follow me or do you follow Trump? Hmm. Were the last four years great because of Trump or because of me? You talk about somebody taking a Louisville slugger. <laughs> just getting that fresh pine tar on it and putting a great grip on it and smashing me right upside the head. And it made sense to me. Mm. If there'd have been four more years of Trump and the Dow would have continued to go soaring past record highs, God would have not gotten any glory. Trump would have gotten the glory. Anything that would have gone on with this country that would have been great, we would have praised Donald Trump not the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so it made sense to me. I can understand. I don't know all the whys, but I know that the Bible says that everything works for the glory of God. Mm. I know God wasn't surprised by election night or stolen votes or not stolen votes. None of that was a surprise to him. But it makes sense to me that sometimes when we start to look at, it's very easy for us to get distracted as an American people. Mm. And um, that's what I heard there with that reminder. Um, I know I'm kind of off on a little bit of a side path, but I wanted to share it while I'm thinking about it. The one thing about the lighthouse in today's world and how we see it is that lighthouse maybe isn't as effective today as it was 300 years ago because of technology and GPS and all these other things. But in the article, they were talking with the keeper and she noted that while she might not be putting a light out that say carnival cruise line is going to be seeing, or, you know, one of the naval ships, you know, the big air force, uh, big, you know, naval aircraft carrier is going to see that light and they'll be like, Oh, great. But she said, a lot of it is for like the everyday use of small crafts and, mm. you know, lobster fishermen and those type of things. And so what I saw there is reflecting on the, the spiritual side for us is we might not save somebody every day. We might not be able to bring somebody to Jesus every single day or every week or every month or every six months. And that's okay. We might just need to be there for the daily Shout out to Penny's Pastries. Hey, I need a dozen donuts. Hey, how are you doing today? How's your morning been? You been busy? It looks like you've been busy. Just maybe that text to a brother, hey, thinking about you and you need anything. Or text uh, your neighbors who, you know, have been in with COVID for two weeks. Hey, I'm going to Kroger's. You need me to pick you up something. Like, we don't need to have the brightest light to bring people to Jesus every day to impact the kingdom. Sometimes it's the small things. Sometimes it's just the, hey, how you doing? To somebody who you don't know, who you're walking past on the street, or a good morning, or 
Like God works in all of that. Just as the light, the light, the lighthouse, it, it works in all of that today as well. So sorry, I kind of got off on a little bit of a side, but I wanted to to share that because that was on my mind too. So how effective would lighthouse be even back in the day if it burnt at half strength? Not very. Well, kind of goes to what you talked about. There's variables there. There are some nights where there's no fog. The ceilings might be 10,000 feet. And so a half strength light might go pretty well. But, you know, if it's like some of the nights that we see here in the fall in southeastern Ohio, you know, where there's a lot of moisture in the air and there's a lot of fog, that half-lit light's not got to go very far. And those things are so big. I mean, they put off a good amount of heat. So if it was lukewarm, it's mm. not going to be very effective. Ah, I see what you did there. Oh, boy. <laughs> I see yeah. that Louisville slugger getting warmed up and. So on deck circle. So here we are um, in a society that has kind of had some chaos going on right now. We kind of feel like it. Um, we have more people dependent upon the government than they do God. Um, so, so this is a perfect opportunity for us to step out of that lukewarmness that we've all been kind of lulled to sleep with and start to kind of crank that light up a little bit more. Um, there are dark days ahead. I'm not saying that because of the election. I'm just saying that because that's what Scripture says. So it, d- it doesn't matter who would have won. So this isn't a political type statement. It's going to happen. Right. Um, there are going to be people who are going to um, go through sickness, um, lo- you know, lose loved ones, um, go through divorce, go through all kinds of like those are dark days for those people. And what kind of light are you putting out around them? Those are the people too that I see that are just kind of like the small fisher, you know, small fisherman boats that are out. And we continue to have this lukewarm attitude towards I mean we're at the point right now where we believe that a mask is going to save lives more than what God will. Yes, very true. I mean, all the days, Psalm 139, for, for you knit me together in my mother's womb, all the days, so all the days have been have been marked. Like, what's going on right now is not a surprise to him. It, 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 it's not. But yet, somehow we feel we have control. 
the one thing that you have control of is your reactions to things. So the light that you're going to put out. Um, for those people that are going through some of those dark times, um, that's the time to see that they need to see Christ. That's the time when they need to see that light shined. But it's hard to do. And it's even harder to do when you're going through the storm, when you're the boat that's out in the harbor yeah. that needs the light. Um, mm. That's what's... That's when it's hard. That's when, you know, you have to rely on that foundation. Um, and then, look, there's times when, you know, I question that foundation for myself. You know. It's easy to do. It's easy to, to doubt the instruments, if you would. Um, I think of uh, Brother Andy Evans, the podcast he did with us. And uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back, check it out. Um Andy is a pilot with NetJets, and, uh, you know, pilots are always taught, trust your instruments. And so sometimes what I see when you just said that is we're in the boat and we're in a storm, and we, we see the light, we see the lighthouse, but did we trust it? Mm. Is, it is, that, is that really there, or is that just maybe the misdirection that I see through the clouds or the fog or... Um, do we trust that? Do we trust God in these times? Do we trust God that he knows every hair in our head, the beginning and the end? You know, when COVID started to come through, did, did God go to Michael and go, oh, we got to rewrite these people's histories because I didn't expect COVID to come. And now all of a sudden they're going to die early of COVID. Take nothing away from, from, from the illness and the people who've lost loved ones to COVID, uh, I'm, I'm not being flippant there. What I'm trying to show is, is that if you are going to die because of COVID, there is nothing that you can do. There is no mask. There is no bunker deep enough in this earth that you can go to if that's what God has written. If that's what God has said, that's what's going to happen. If it's a car crash, if it's a plane crash, whatever it is, if your boat hits the rocks, and you drown. Nothing that you can do can stop what God has written. And so it kind of goes to what you say is, sometimes we just want to trust man so much. Sometimes we just want to trust that, oh, if we do this or we do this, then these things won't happen. Instead of going to the creator of all things, the creator of a universe that is held together by his very words, that came into existence by his very voice. How can, how can we not stick with him? We, we go to church every Sunday, and if the pastor were to say something like that, what would we say? Oh, amen, pastor, amen. But when somebody else tells us that on the streets, or we see at Walmart or Kroger's or Pizza Crossing, shout out to Pizza Crossing down there, amen. <laughs> Mulberry Street, Logan, um, then, then we question it, right? We want to question that. Well, what do you mean God, God has it? And if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. That's crazy. But if your pastor says it on a Sunday, it's not crazy. But we have, we have so many people who are more afraid of a virus than they are of God. 
I mean, could you imagine if we spread the gospel with the same amount of of vigor, with the same amount of information, with the same amount of bombardment that mm. we do mm. on this virus? Amen. That's very powerful. Mm. That is very powerful. That could be 10 podcasts by themselves. You're right. What and, kind of impact would we have? And as you said, we're, we're not minimizing what the virus is and that people have lost their lives. It's, it's still tragic, um, and there's still a way to be you know, cautious. But what you're saying is there's something so much far greater that we should be screaming from the hilltops yes. that we just aren't. Right. I mean... I'm not. We feel that we can that we can control death. Mm. Like he chooses when we came here, he chooses when we leave here. How, when, what time? Like we don't. We have a small small amount of time here. The small amount of time here, our number one focus is to spread the gospel. Mm. That's it. It's that's clear in Scripture. But we don't. We spend more time on ourselves. I mean, we we do. Um, you know, I've heard this. I've heard this over and over, kind of in in, in my circles of. Um, you know, they want to, for kind of the state that we're in right now, you know, you want to blame this politician or blame this government or blame this group or blame that. I don't. I blame, my frustration is with the American church. Why? Because they were the ones who were, who the church was designed to take care of the people. It was. Yeah. Well, of course, it decided to get more focused on itself. So what happens? Things start to fall through the cracks. Well, whenever you leave an opening, the government would be more than happy to step in. Yeah, I'll take care of this. I'll take care of that. I've read multiple um, articles that said that if all people who claim to be Christians actually tithed, you know, the way what scripture says to do, there would be no need for welfare, Medicaid, any of that stuff, because the church could take care of it. But they didn't. They let the government step in. And now the government controls so much. And the government controls now whether you can have church or not. Yep. You know, so they say. Well, they didn't really close it, but they've put enough fear in people out there that it's kept a lot of people away. I mean, that's the what kind of fear would have to have been put into the light keeper to keep the light keeper from going up and turning the light on? Mm. But that's the fear that's been put into us from a virus. I mean, I just read to you what Paul went through. And then look how easily we've 
close things down when it comes to a church. I mean, think about this. We had churches cancel Christmas. Cancel Christmas services. And now you read through what Paul went through. If if the lighthouse had to rely on our generation to keep the light going, the lighthouse would have burned out years and years ago. If the gospel would have been trusted to, to this generation to be spread, it wouldn't have made it. Mm-hmm. If, if this generation would have had to go through what Paul went through, it would have quit mm-hmm. after the first lashings let alone to continue to keep going. The mass of people, yeah, I agree, especially in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Again, uh, I'm not saying every single person, right. but as a whole, I mean, as a whole, you know, they come down and say, up, oh, here's what you got to do. Um, and the fear goes across everybody, and everybody's afraid to get together. I mean, they didn't shut us down, but how many how many weeks was your church completely shut down to where nobody was going in it? Mm. We shut it down. Yeah. We shut the church down. So, I got a little story. Man named Jed? Yeah, poor mountaineer barely <laughs> kept his family fed. Um, so... Uh, so it's the lighthouse story, and it's really the first time that the lighthouse was brought to me spiritually. Ron Grubb, um, if you listen to this podcast more than one time, you've likely heard us talk about Ron Grubb. Ron Grubb shared this story with us one day at church. It was about a man who was hired on to be the lighthouse keeper, and this would have been at a time when the lighthouse was lit with fuel oil, and so um, he showed up. Um, with his family, and the family would go out, and they would be out for so many days. Um, And usually, you know, maybe it would be one to two months, or it could be for six months, but this particular time was for one month. And so they had everything they needed to, to keep the light lit for one month. And that was, they had enough fuel for one month. And so they got on the boat, and they got onto the uh, little island there, and there were some other people who lived on, on this uh, lighthouse island. And so after about one week, a lady came to the lightkeeper and said, my kids are cold. It was the winter. And she said, I'll, I'll trade you five chickens for some fuel oil just so that we can stay warm. And, and the lighthouse keeper agreed. And in the next week, uh, someone else came with the same complaint, you know, We've run out of oil. Our, our kids are cold. We'll trade you. And so the lightkeeper, he said, you know, sure, I'll trade you. So about the 27th day of the month, that evening, the, the lighthouse ran out of fuel because he'd traded it away. And so that evening, uh, a ship with 300 people ran aground and they all perished. And so a few days later, at the end of the month, the managers of the lighthouse came and said, what have you done? 
we gave you everything you needed. You had one job, and that was to keep the light lit. That was the only job we gave you. And now look at what's happened. Folks, Jesus has given us one job. And as John said a little bit ago, do we fear him? Luke 12, verse 4. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. I will show you who you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has the authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. We shouldn't fear the government. We shouldn't fear that we can't go on a cruise because of COVID. We should fear the one who can cast our body into hell after death. That's the person we should really fear. We have been so distracted. We have been so easily manipulated by whatever powers you, you want to give them. That's another podcast we could go into. We don't fear Jesus anymore. We don't fear the one who it is very stepping on to the beach. The legion demon-possessed man said, what are you doing here before your time? Mm. They feared him. They pleaded with him, please don't send us to hell. That's not where we are today. Jesus is even saying to us today, can you, can you go tell one person about me this month? We don't even have those type of orders. What does Jesus tell us? Love God, love people. And in today's world, that's even hard for us to do in today's world. Mm. I got to tell you, I'm being very transparent. The best thing that I need to do is get off Facebook because I can't love God and love people when I read Facebook. Mm. Mm. That's why I left. And so that should be a sign for me. But I'm preaching to myself now too, as spirit-filled believers who are listening to this podcast, we are charged to keep the light on spiritually. And that means we need to reflect Jesus and we need to tell people about his saving from hell power, how he conquered death and how he came into this world not because he needed us, but because we needed him. And we don't need to be distracted, just like the lighthouse keeper, with people coming to him saying, hey, my kids are cold, I'll trade you this or that. We don't need to be distracted by the things in today's world, whether it's COVID, whether it's mass, whether it's Democrats, Republicans, China, Iran. We need to be focused on what he called us to do, which is to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love people. We need to be reflecting of him. We need to be better to not be distracted. And the best way that I can tell you to not be easily distracted is to keep very focused on Jesus, whether that's in prayer, whether that's in reading your Bible. And I'm preaching to myself here tonight because I've, I've been in this little storm here over the past couple months. Mm. And it's not a good boat to be in. Mm-mm. But on the spiritual side of the boat, we do know that Jesus can anytime stand up and say, 
peace be still mm. and the waves stop so here here's my challenge you have one job one job both both of you, all of us here yep. anyone listen you have one job that is to reflect the light of Christ to the world all right now, along with that job, you have a responsibility to make sure that that light is constantly fueled. So how do you do that? You read Scripture. Mm-hmm. You spend time in prayer. Mm-hmm. You uh, surround yourself with um, you know, those people that will hold you accountable. Like-minded thinkers. Yes. Right. Um, you have that constant dialogue on... All right, Lord, what what are you trying to show me here? What do I need to do? You know, just that constant dialogue. That's how you keep your light fueled. Mm. You don't trade that with anyone else. You don't trade that time for a football game. You don't trade that time Mm. for going out with the guys. You don't trade that time for stopping and getting a few beers. You don't trade that time for anything because that's just like the guy in your story who traded it away for chickens. Because at the end, when the light still needs to be on, when he comes back, you would best be found doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. Mm. Yes. And none of us know when that's going to be. So my challenge for all of us is and let me keep just, that light on. Yeah. Not only we don't know when he's come back, we don't know when we're leaving this earth either, right? He may not come back in our lifetime, but our lifetime is going to end, right. and we don't know that either. So, right. same same point, just just expansive. Time's precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, get focused on what needs to be, what you need to get focused on. Your focus shouldn't be on politics, shouldn't be on sports. Shouldn't be on fashion. Shouldn't be on buying the next thing. Shouldn't be on where the stock market's at. Your focus should be on Christ. Yeah, we're we're very easy as an American people to be misled, to be like the great magicians. Look over here while I do this over here. Um, I could give you many examples. I won't. But just look around. You'll see them. One thing will be in the news, and then all of a sudden the news will change its narrative, and then nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. So we need to keep focused on what God has called us to do, whether that's in the big picture as a spirit-filled believer or what God has called us each to do with the gifts and talents that he has given us. I... Uh... So I look at YouTube videos, and for a lot of you who may not know, Francis Chan left the U.S. and went to to China. Well, anyways, I I ran across this video because the Chinese government had rejected his his passport to get renewed, to be able to stay there in country, so he had to come back to the U.S. And um, so he had some, like, question and answer, and he was kind of you know, talking in this video about what was going on. And the whole time that he's talking, I'm sitting there thinking like, 
he hasn't mentioned anything about like the landscape of what's going on. And it just dawned on me right now. Because his focus is keeping his lighthouse on. All the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. As soon as that thought came across me, I thought, how incredibly peaceful that would be. Mm. Mm. Yes. I mean... Great point. The, the, the anxiety and the stress and all that stuff that... Like, that comes when you lose your focus too. You know? Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Mm. Like, I, I feel that. I feel that for uh, for our country in general, but just for myself to be able to say, like, I just need to focus on him so I can just rest and let all the other stuff just kind of fall away. And 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 watching that video, I just kind of felt like this dude is so laser focused in on Christ. I'm not even sure he knows that there was an election. Mm. Because he surely doesn't care, because it was never even a topic that came right. up. All the topic was was about growing the church. That's it. Getting people out there, getting people saved, starting relationships, building relationships. Not one single time did he say build a building. Build relationships. That's what it was on. It wasn't about anything else that we focus so much on. Man, how peaceful would that be? Amen. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah, it is. I think that leaves us uh, with a lot to chew on. Uh, obviously, not only our uh, our uh, audience, but ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I just uh, want to reiterate out there, uh, if you do have some questions, you do have a topic you'd like to maybe hear us discuss or you'd like to hear our opinion on, um, please reach out to us. Um if you have some folks that uh, need prayer, obviously we like to pray for people, but um, just want to give you this reminder. You don't need us to pray for someone you love. You don't need your pastor to pray for someone you love. Your prayer is heard in the same answering tone as us, our pastors, the Pope, whoever. And, um, I just want to remind everybody, we serve a loving God who we can go to anytime, anywhere. We don't have to be on a sacred temple. We don't have to be on the top of Mount Hood or Mount Hermon in the Levant. Like, we can go to him anytime, anywhere. For whatever reason, I seem to go to him the most on State Route 315 North, <laughs> past Ohio State. I don't know why that is. I don't know if there's something that happened there a long, long time ago, but... Um, for whatever reason, 315, I seem to hear from him a lot. But just want to remind you, you can go to God whenever, wherever you are, and uh, he'll hear you. Amen. He'll get back to you. He loves you. So it's good to get back. Um, mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll get another one out here in a couple of weeks, try to get on that rhythm. So Yeah. Um, that being said, you want to close this up, Matt? Yeah. Keep the light on, right? Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this time that uh, we could come back, Lord. We thank you for the folks that are going to hear this. Lord, we just ask uh, in preparation uh, of this going out that you soften the hearts and minds of people. Lord, that you open their ears. Lord, you open their eyes to the things that you want them to see, not what we want them to see. Lord, we ask that um, as keepers of a lighthouse, Lord, that we do our job as best as we can. 
and that um, we continually are looking at the operations manual of your Bible so that we can do the best job. Lord, we ask that you put people in our past and the past of the listeners of this podcast that need to be, Lord, that uh, you'll just put people in our past, Lord, that we can share your gospel with. Lord, uh, we just pray for those who've been affected by COVID, Lord. We pray for those who, over these past few months, have lost loved ones. Lord, we pray for Brother Matt, who's lost his mom and his, his sisters, Lord, as they deal through that. Lord, there's so much going on in today's world that if we get focused on that, we'll just be so depressing. Lord, please let us focus on you. Please let us focus on your love for us, everything that you have done, Lord. Lord, all the provisions that you've put in place for us in our lives, Lord, some of us are in a pretty rough storm. Some of us are in a really peaceful place. Um, Lord, help us to recognize no matter the spiritual weather that we are in, help us to see you in it at all times. Lord, we thank you, and we want to ask these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan, or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.